Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete. I'm Kerry Rouse, and I travel to racetracks around the U.S., where I interview members of the racing community and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. I'm here with Rob Perkarsik, mm-hmm. and we are at um, Road America mm-hmm. for the June sprints for the SCCA. And uh, we're just about to get started. So yesterday we had some testing. Mm-hmm. Today we've got some testing. Uh, I think there's two qualifying yep. on Friday. Tomorrow. One race on Saturday. Correct. And just one on Sunday. Right. Okay. So I'll have plenty of time to see people <laughs> then over Saturday and Sunday. They've, they've really extended it, haven't they? Yeah, they've changed the schedule a little bit. So it's a lot of all or nothing. There's not a lot of practice time. So, you know, the test day today and yesterday are really important to get everything figured out. So that way tomorrow morning it's go time. Yeah. There's no time to play around. So. Cool. Well, um, you are a fellow B-Spec racer. I am. And uh, <laughs> we've met a, a couple of times, but tell me just a little bit about what's going on in your world related to racing right now. Well, you know, for, for me personally, um, obviously professionally, this isn't my job. Um, I'm in the medical device side of things. So I have the racing side to kind of answer the call of the competition that's in me, um, which is fantastic. Um, personally, two little guys, so the fact that I'm not working on the car 24-7 um, is fantastic, and my wife is appreciative of that as well. Um, and we have a lot of family things going on, so this is a nice place to fit with the car um, that is competitive and a competitive group, but not spending a lot of time or resources trying to make um, something out of out of less than what's available. Yeah, so. and now I know you're here alone this weekend. Mm-hmm. So you've got to know a few things about cars. I do. I'm dangerous. Um, yeah. I'm dangerous mechanically, but there are times that if it gets over my head, I realize very quickly through experience that I need to stop um, so I don't have to pay for more um, just to get somebody who knows what they're doing. But yeah, for the most part, can do it on my own. So tell me about your car. So it's a 2012 Honda Fit. Um, started its life as a race car. Uh, it was originally in the World Challenge. was actually the World Challenge champion under for Brian Price. So he did well with that back in, I want to say, 2014. Um, and then I bought it in for the 2017 runoffs, 2016 runoffs at Mid-Ohio, which is home. And from then on, I've had the car. Um, it's been through a couple of bumps and bruises, but for the most part, it's been the same car um, from day one. And that's something that I like about it is the fact that I don't have to re-engineer it. I know it really well. Um, it's changed colors a couple of times, which is okay. Kind of get bored in Ohio in the wintertime. But otherwise, it's a very straightforward V-spec. You know, the, the spec suspension, stock motor safety stuff go out and race is it the same motor that that you had when you got no it? it's the second one that was in it um, the first one started to get a little bit unpredictable so picked up another 20,000 mile junkyard motor uh, made sure that it got its compression all that was right where it should be but otherwise we haven't had to do much to it and it's been plenty strong so so I've heard from several people that the way to go at least now maybe it has been in the past is don't try to build one buy a race car versus build one what do you think you know it depends on what you want to get out of it some people really enjoy the process of building something on their own Um, in that regard it's a great class because the donor cars aren't hard to find and there's a ton of resources and people that want to help which is part of the the appeal of the class for me um, the idea of spending that much time and energy trying to build a car um, wasn't something I could do 
So finding the car that was already built, um, a very good car, which I always recommend, buy the best car you can afford, um, and start from there because a lot of the bugs have been worked out, so you're not chasing a car, you're, you're learning a car. So where have you raced so far this season? This season's been somewhat brief. Um, we did pit race. There was a major there. Um, so there's, I was the only one there, so that result was pretty good. Oh, wow. Yeah, that worked out well. Um, yeah. yeah. So then we were over at Mid-Ohio, um, which was a strange weekend, unpredictable weather. Um, ended up fourth. Big group, 17 cars, ended up fourth wow. on, on Saturday after starting 17th, I think. Oh. And then qualified, ended up on in third uh, for Sunday, and then just had a racing incident. And that was the end of that weekend. And then we're here. Um, I got the car back. Uh, today is Wednesday, so I got it. On, or sorry, I got it. Today's Thursday. I picked it up Sunday. Uh, multicolored, different bumpers, everything like that. But Frankenstein was put back together. We made it look pretty, and thankfully, with a lot of help from uh, you know my my neighbor, um, Brian was absolutely tremendous. Helped do that. He's got a little wrapping business of his own, so it was oh, nice cool. to have him help out. Um, amazing people with Kreider Racing helped get the thing set up again. Um, and, and can't forget the body guy, Keith Weiss, who did just a spectacular job in a very short amount of time, and the car's absolutely perfect. So a lot of people made it happen, and that's where, with this class, because the cars are readily available, they can be fixed quickly, not a huge expense spent, and can come here with relative limited mechanical knowledge, make sure the car's safe to go and, and go fast what do you think? What do you think a car like yours, as a race car, right, mm -hmm. um, would would go for somebody interested in getting into B-Spec right now? I think, you know, a really competitive car, actually a sister car to mine, just sold for uh, right around twelve to 13000 and it's a fast car, yeah. and it's something that I know can win. So, you know, it's, it's right in the realm of is it cheap, but racing isn't. But in the grand scheme of things, when you see cars that are out here, 50, 75,000, yeah. racing against two other cars in class, I'll gladly take, you know, our $12,000 cars and race against 30 other cars. It's, yeah. it, there's nothing like it. it yeah. It really isn't. Yeah. Um, so have you raced anything else besides the B-Spec? Yeah. So started out in autocross. Um, okay. That was in college. You know, you're eating ramen noodles and driving an Escort GT. So that's how it started. Um, then went into karting for a little bit um and decided you know my dad was a club racer so we decided i wanted to go that route started out in showroom stock um went to touring three when it first came out so I had an rx8 very very different um did a little bit of spec miata and then got out of spec miata got into super touring light that was an arms race that i wasn't prepared for bought the b spec and have been in it for longer than i've been in any car yeah. it's just been a really really good fit from a competition standpoint yeah that's one thing that i noticed i got lucky I think in my first year, um, so not this two years ago, right? Yep. Um, I got lucky because I mean we had the we had a gigantic race for the runoffs. Yeah. Sixty cars. That was wild. It was. That was fun. It was so <laughs> cool, you know. Uh, and, and people, I mean, if it was like that for every race, because sometimes the spec Miatas, there's a lot of them mm -hmm. sometimes. And I've heard a lot of people say that the spec, if you want competition, you want to learn how to drive, the best competition, the best place to learn is Spec Miata because you just, you're bumper to bumper, side mm -hmm. by side, and sure. there's so many of them. But, the, you know, B Spec is growing mm -hmm. and it's just so much more affordable. That's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, and I think that's the big thing that Spec Miata is a great place to race. Um, B Spec is a great place to race. And, you know, the, the B-Spec side of things, you know, I don't know, you know, we haven't seen a national championship car come up for sale for a while. 
Um, but I'm willing to bet it's going to be significantly less from a national championship spec Miata car coming off the track at the runoffs. And I think that's the, the big draw is that, you know, you can do this um, on, you know, and I would use air quotes, on a budget without blowing a budget and thinking that in order to be competitive up front, you don't have to spend forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. You can do it in a Honda Fit, you know, in a car that's not, not very expensive. And by the way, it's the, the resale on them is so good right now. Um, and you've got competition all the way through. So you're getting that same wheel to wheel racing. You're getting that, that race craft that I think a lot of folks who jump over the smaller classes mm -hmm. in, in searching for something more impressive, you know, from a, a car standpoint, they lose that. Yeah. And the race craft that we have in B spec is, is up there with any class in the, in the, in the, in the club. Yeah, there, there, there's some really good racers. Oh, <laughs> well, there are. Room. I mean, I'll never forget. You know, I was excited the first time we were at, at Indy um, for the runoffs, and I qualified fourth. And I had to be reminded: you had David Darty, who at that time had 15-ish runoffs wins. John Heinrichy, who's basically one. I mean, he's 20 plus. I know that. And John Phillips. Those were the three in front of me. I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. I'm in a good spot. And again, I'm not an engineer. I'm not somebody that does that side of it. Uh -huh. So to look at that and going, okay, I did this, and I didn't have to get a second mortgage and everything else that went on. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, was that was that the year, the Indy runoffs? That or? was the first Indy runoffs. The first run Yeah, okay. the first one. All right. And then the last one that we were in together, um, you know, I, I, I did the math, and it's, it's slipped my mind now, but to think of there were at least eight to ten runoffs champions in our race <laughs> many multiple and some of them are among the the most notable names in SCCA history for runoffs championships and yeah. there we are we're all racing together and they gravitate for the same reasons that we do it's just uber competitive yeah it's fun we're a good group of people um and it's not going to break the bank to race the car yeah so how'd you do in the last indie runoffs um qualified i want to say sixth Wow. Um, got up to third at the start, um, kind of got freight trained. I didn't have a draft partner, so uh, ended up, I think, seventh out of the group. So it was great. So, I was, again, looking at the percentages, like I finished in a higher percentage of any other runoffs that I had, so yeah. it's a reminder of, hey, you did pretty good. Yeah, you know, that is um, excellent. Yeah, that was fun. Did you do the runoffs at VIR this last year? I did. How'd that go? That was my best worst race I've ever had. Oh, um, <laughs> tell me about that. So it was fun. No, we I went there with very little expectations because VIR is very much a local knowledge track. Mm. Um, went down there, ran in the spring, wasn't as competitive as I'd like to be. Um, went there in the fall with very low expectations just to go do my best, see what happens, and, and prepare the best I can. Came down there, and I won't forget, you know, I came off the first qualifying session and thought it went well, but didn't think it went spectacularly well. And um, one of the friends uh, from Goodyear came over and he goes, hey, you're P4 right now. I'm like, no, stop it. He goes, no, you're fourth. I'm like, what? He goes, you were third, but somebody got you on the last lap. I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. So then it went, the, the rest of qualifying went really well, ended up qualifying fifth. Um, was running in the top five very consistently and felt I had a car towards the end of the race that I think I could have competed with the front cars. Um, was just drafting and we had our group breaking away, which was kind of the, the plan from the beginning. Got our full course yellow. And again, it's racecraft. I mean, this is what you learn when you're out there. And I've been racing now for 20 years and still learning. Um, after the full course, had Ian Schoen, who um, was one of our racers, got around me. Great pass going into four. Hats off to him on that one. Had a run behind him going up the uphill S's. And didn't, in my mind, compute that this was the fastest draft that I've had all week. 
on cold tires. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. And just did a slow, lazy spin coming over South Bend and watched, you know, what should have been a, a solid top 10. If not, you know, things go my right way. You never know how good it could have gone. And pirouetted down in the grass, you know, thinking my whole way I'm going, I wasn't sure if I was going to come back next year, but no way am I going to let it end like this. Yeah. Um, so it was probably, for me, the most gratifying runoffs minus the actual finishing position. Yeah. I was thrilled with it. You know, it was like, okay, I can do this. This is yeah. good. So we'll be back. <laughs> you mentioned turn four. Uh, when I was at VR this past weekend for an SRO event, yeah. I interviewed the um, SGTR or something like it's the It's the Toyota something something 86 cars. Okay, yeah, sure. There's a whole class of them. Yeah. And I interviewed, I didn't realize it until I started interviewing him. He, he won. He won that day. He's yeah. leading all the points. <laughs> and I said, so where's the best place to pass around here? And he goes, well... It's kind of a sneak attack at four. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I knew it was coming. I saw him coming. I'm like, all right, if he's going, he's going. And he did. Yeah. And tip of the cap. It was a great pass. And it was, you know, it was a clean, rear well done, no contact. I'm like, all right, I'll get you. And well, <laughs> we saw how that ended, but it's all right. It's, it's racing. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like uh, VIR is one of those uh, high consequence type it places, is. especially if it's wet. Yeah, and it, was, it wasn't it was wet at that time, but the hurricane had come through the night before. Um, so the track was damp in places, yeah. and I think it's just, you know, notes that go in the back of your brain going, okay, let's, let's not do that again. Yeah. But. Well, you've probably been in a lot of tracks. Mm -hmm. uh, any any favorites? You know, it's funny. My, my nine-year-old Robbie um, loves racing, absolutely. And he asks me the same question all the time. And it's hard to answer because Indy is always Indy. I mean, that's the place. That's the holy grail. That's the center of everything. Um, my heart goes to Mid-Ohio, that's home. You know, my dad brought me there when I was itty-bitty tiny, so that's always been home. Um, and then there's Road America here, this place is epic. I mean, that's the only word I can use. You drive up the first time, look up the front straight, and go, wow, this is big. Yeah. So you fall in love with different tracks for different reasons, but, you know, Indy's always going to be Indy. You yeah. Know, there's no way around it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember the first time here, which was last year, mm -hmm. and uh, Road America is just so, it's so beautiful here. It's yeah. just so well kept and everything it's just spotless it, it is and it's you know i applaud the crew here for not only what they do at the racetrack but you know if you go and look at all of the activity that you can do here just during the week whether yeah. it's riding bikes you can go for a four mile run you can go you can camp here apparently during the week it can be a campground there's so much stuff you can do here and i applaud them for looking at every possible avenue to bring people to the sport and you know the, the sprints is a great way for vacationers who are here in the area pop over like hey there we hear this is race and all of a sudden there's a crowd here so the atmosphere is incredible yeah it's crazy it's the only place i've been where there's actually a crowd of people yeah. but you know i was riding my bicycle around there's there's paths mm -hmm. everywhere to take your yeah. bike inside and outside of the track all over the yeah. place i saw a frisbee golf thing i know there's camping there's a go-kart track yep. here uh and uh it just goes on and on so the place is the place is spectacular yeah it's it's a favorite it's absolutely a favorite any any uh tracks you have not been to that you really want to get to you know there's the southern tracks right I, you know i'm up in cleveland so you know i'd love to do the florida swing sebring i think is yeah. a bucket list for sure 
Um, Daytona because of its Daytona. I think there's something cool. And then, you know, the Southwest, Coda is always on the list. You know, it's a facility that is, from what I, it's, I've not been there. It's newer than Road America, so the character is going to be different, but mm-hmm. it's it's a world-class facility. So somewhere like that, I'd love to give a shot. Um, you know, it's, in any racetrack has its own character. So, you know, anything from Nelson Ledges up in Youngstown, Ohio, to Laguna Seca, I think they're all, they all have their own little story to tell that would be fun to go play with. So you've not been to Laguna. I've not been out west. Nope. So either of I, I need to check out some of the tracks it's be in California. Great. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one out there? There's another. Sonoma. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's another one that I've heard. Just I've got a good friend um, who was a beast back guy, Mike Olivier, who lives out in Sonoma County. He's like, dude, you got to come. And he keeps telling me, I'm like, I know. I that know. is a long haul for you. I'd rent a car. There's. <laughs> we'll find somebody who has one. I'm not driving that one, but. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Um, so. Other than that runoffs, mm-hmm. the best worst race you've had, mm-hmm. are there any other races that have been extremely memorable for you? You know, I think there's there's so many good ones. You know, there's, you know, running the, the, the 12 hours at Nelson Ledges with my dad. That was special because that was, you know, growing up, going to the longest day of Nelson Ledges and seeing that, and we always set a bucket list for we that together. So that was cool, and we won that night, so that was really awesome. Um, you know, there's special moments of, you know, the first time back when the runoffs, you had to be in the top 10 to qualify in your area. Um, and I needed to perform at Mid-Ohio. And at that point, it was my second year of racing. So getting that done, that was really cool. And your first runoffs is always special. Um, it's hard to pick one. I mean, there's so many, you know, the best pass, the best race with anybody. There's so many good ones. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, anytime you're at Indy, you go back to it. And the first time you hear the thump thump when you go over the start finish line, can't beat that as yeah. a racer that's that's special <laughs> well what what do you have in your future for racing and can can it you beats back you're going to do something else you're going to get your get your son into racing you know it, with him he's got so many sports going on we we do some local karting of the the local indoor karting places just to get them ready and i've got a younger one who's not quite tall but he's almost so we'll get him into it too auto um but you know as far as for me is concerned is B-Spec is fantastic right now, and it's a, it's my home. Um, I love the people that are part of it. It's competitive. It's whether I stay in the same car or not, who knows. Um, but I think one day it would be really cool to try something bigger, louder, faster. But at the same time, you know, I look in the other bigger, fa- louder, faster classes, there's three cars. Yeah. And, you know, what's the appeal of the, to go around and do... I shouldn't say what's the appeal. I, I get it. Um, it's very hard to beat our, our little grocery getters and trying to make a slow car go fast. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, um, you know, there, there's there's something to be said about the feeling you get in a fast car, mm-hmm. but there there's definitely another thing that you get when you're door to door with somebody for forty minutes. Yeah, you know? it, it's just different, and yeah. a, everybody has what appeals to them. For me, it's the competition. I think the, there's very few classes in SCCA right now that are more competitive than B spec. Yep. Now you said you mentioned you started in autocross, mm-hmm. right? Um, Let's say you're talking to somebody who's, they, they don't know if they want to get into racing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they've never done anything. How, how should they start to just to figure out if, if, if it's even something they would like? I think the best thing to do is go to SCCA's website, um, scca.com, or if there's a local track, if you're fortunate enough to live close to one of the road courses, find out what their schedule is um, and find out who's in your region and who's around. It's surprising how many people live as close as they do to somebody else who's a racer. Just go talk to them. Go crew. Go walk around. I, you know, I remember um, in college, not sure. I knew I wanted to go racing, but I had no. I'd never been to an autocross. I didn't even know what it was. Um, and just drove out to the local autocross and talked to everybody. 
you know, brought my little cooler sandwiches and kind of hung out and, you know, worked a corner with somebody. And you get used to it. You see what it's about because it's intimidating. You know, there's a whole lot of stuff here that if you're not into it, you look at it and go, oh, well, this is what I got. I don't know what any of this is. Yeah. I mean, even to, you know, how do I get a car to the track? Something as simple as that, you don't know. So familiarize yourself and you'll find everybody in the paddock is willing to talk you through it and help and be supportive. And, and what turns out to be people that you initially talk to turn out to be your best friends. And, yeah. you know, that's what my, my driving school instructor, uh, Mike, who's out in Sonoma, um, is still I talk to him day, almost daily. And that's just how it works. And that's just the SEC family, but go, SECA family. But go go say hi. Go talk to them. The, the people are here. We want to help. We love having people come in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was going to ask you something else, and it was skipped my mind. Um, I know we talked about the future and everything. Oh, yeah, is there somebody that you like do you have any sponsors do you have anybody that you want to thank or get, yeah. give a special recognition to yeah there's so many people and you know it's not going to be an academy speech so i don't have to get the hook and the music and all that but you know the first person i have to thank is my wife i mean without her support um we've got two little guys who are a handful um and the understanding that she has that this is something that helps me be better as a person you know we need this 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 outside world to kind of recenter ourselves so you know, can't say thank you enough to her. Um, you know, my neighbor who lets me keep his car at a shop, always willing to help, uh, whether it's on the car or if I'm away and, and something happens in the house, you can run over there and help out. So happened last night. Um, but things like that. And then, you know, when we get to, to sponsors, you know, Keith Wise, who did the body shop. I think it's called Innovative Body, but it's Keith Wise. Um, incredibly helpful. Then when we get to the corporate side of things, Goodyear has been amazing. Um, we have to run a spec tire in B-Spec, which isn't Goodyear, but the people are absolutely incredible. They're always willing to help. Um, I've learned more from Jay, Nicole, and Phil on what to do with a tire. You know, it's not just fill it with air, and that's and that goes back to ask questions because they're amazing people, and the hand-cooked people are good, too, when they're around. Um, the Carbotech brakes, always helpful. Um, they've been my brake company from the beginning. There's other good ones, too, but they've always been um, helpful and always been at the track, so that's always good. Um, Ohio Technical College, um, the car used to live at their school. Um, still, they do a lot of work on it. it. The students get to work with it and play with it, cool. which is a, key, a neat little give back to the series. And uh, seeing you know, those students go from working on my little Honda Fit to you know, going over the wall at the Indy 500 with Ed Carpenter Racing, which is really cool. Um, and then I can't go without saying um, Kreider Racing. They're a, a shop in Canton, Ohio. Um, Akron Canton area um, they mostly work with the Trans Am cars uh, the big cars but um, they have been instrumental in helping me set the cars up right make sure it's ready to go um, and are always willing to help out they're a great shop that that works together so I think there's a lot of really good ones and there's so many other people in the paddock to thank I mean but those are the core group that that I really you know need to say thank you to and then of course my parents yeah. they got me into this they supported it um, they're still sending me texts today how's it going can't see the lap time so it's all good <laughs> man thank you absolutely so much. I appreciate it pleasure talking with you get to know you a little bit better great to be here um, good luck today tomorrow thank and you. Sunday um, be interested to see how it goes do our best all right all right I want to thank you for listening to Driven to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. If you like the content, please share and like, but I have one ask for everyone listening. I would appreciate more than anything to add you to my weekly newsletter. Simply visit my website, driventocompete.com, and you'll see a form to get on my newsletter where I share exclusive content and giveaway swag. Thank you.